I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero. I'm a, a real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Oh, it's Friday. You know, if there's one thing I've been hearing frequently, it's how sick and tired everyone is of the negativity and the political conversations going on all around us. So today, we are doing our part to make The Real Brian Show a positive and healthy escape for you to be inspired and to nerd out with us on the things that we all love. Okay, listen up. Oha nade, joy team, ogmog, tang. okay, find out right now. What did I just say? You just asked everybody to pick up their samurai swords and shave your butt. Let's rock it! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Welcome to the Real Brian Show. What the white guy right now? Right now! <laughs> oh man. I can't the speak venerable Chinese. Jackie Chan. Oh, and Chris Tucker. Oh man, yes. Good times. Oh my god. Oh my god! Oh my god! What, come, what's come Jackie man, Chan come. up to these days? It's been like twenty years since I've even heard of him. He's done a couple of not so famous movies. In fact, he did one. Was it last year or the year before that was on Netflix? I don't even know the name oh, of it. Wow. Yeah, huh. he's still doing his thing. Dude, but Rush I used Hour. To, oh. Yeah, I, I loved that movie, and I used to idolize Jackie Chan back in the late nineties. I thought he yeah. was the best thing. People ask you if you had one person you'd want to meet, who would it be? He was on my short list at, uh, back in the day. So nice. He's just so amazing. Yeah. You know, if if they could not flop and, you know, basically destroy the entire franchise, it would be cool to do a Rush Hour reunion, like a Rush Hour 4. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I think they yeah. could do a good job because that first, actually, the first two movies were fantastic. And the third one was really good. But, I mean, that, that first one was, what, 97 <laughs> or something? Because I remember him making the joke about, you know, who they kidnapped? Jesse Clinton? And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's some old school. That, like, dates them. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, Chris Tucker. He was. You know what's so interesting about Chris Tucker is how few movies he acted in. He well, really yeah, he was, was a comedian. Yeah, but, I mean, he only did yeah. what he thought would be successful. Which is interesting because who thought Fifth Element would be successful? Oh, my God. It's so out there, and it's yeah. so fr- it was so fringe, but it's now it's just a cult classic. Yeah. So... Oh, well, I mean, I didn't even know who he was until Fifth Element came out. So, well, it was <laughs> Rush Hour and Fifth Element that first. They were both the same year, so it was right oh, then wow. that we're like, "Oh, hey, look, who is this guy?" And then you know, dang, everybody knew him, and then all of a sudden he disappeared and didn't do much. But anyway, welcome to the Real Brian Show. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening. Always appreciate it. I am the Real Brian and Captain Influence. Oh, thank you. I'm drinking Adam's Ale today. Oh. What do you got? Well, always Adam's Ale as well. Uh, for those of you <laughs> joining us for the first time, Adam's Ale is water. <laughs> Yeah, and, ben Fantastic introduced us to that lovely term last week, and so I nice. think I'm going to use it for the rest of my life. I so. like it. I'm also drinking what is called marzipan tea, the red rooibos tea that I've talked about in the past, but it has almond and almond pieces, and I, I'm trying to think what else is in it. Maybe a little bit of honey bush or something. Anyway, it's a beautiful tea. If It tastes a lot like almond, and if you've ever had any marzipan in general, it tastes like that minus the chocolate. So good. Huh. Interesting. Beautiful smell. Huh. Yeah. In fact, this tea was blended courtesy of, if you've ever heard of Glen Erie in Colorado Springs. It's Glen a, Erie sounds Irish. Aye, you know what I'm talking about, or though. Scottish. Maybe it's Scottish. It might be the Scottish Glen. Glen Erie. Aye. Oh, my gosh. I got to remember my history. But one of the guys that was pretty big in Colorado Springs back in the day built a castle. You know, they've huh. restored it. They've kept it. And you can actually go stay there now. They've got rooms okay. and stuff, you know, like a hotel and everything. Of course, I don't know what they're doing with COVID and stuff. But anyway, you could go and they had a bunch of concerts and tours. It was really, it's a cool place. But they do a high tea and this is one of the teas and they actually sell it. So we got our hands on a, a canister of it and it's it's loose leaf, but oh, it's so good. I just wanted Very to show nice. that. It's so good, man. Oh, it's a nice afternoon winter tea. Actually, it's beautiful for that. Yeah. Anyway, dude, dude, you know what I'm excited for dude. right now? Uh, lots of stuff, but what? Oh, well, oh, yeah, you're right. That's true. So one thing. <laughs> basketball of course this returned a little while ago but nba came back even though they've had a lot of postponements of games because of COVID issues 
But also uh-huh. NCAA, a lot of the teams have come back. Some of them haven't. Some of them have canceled their seasons now. But, you know, our local team Again. is rocking it and they're still going and doing well. Both both the women's and the men's team are both doing exceptionally well this year. Oh, good. And even the announcers keep saying, oh, my gosh, this would have been a year for fans in the uh, <laughs> arena. And you're just like, I know. I mean, the, some of the stuff that they've done, they've been showing it either on streaming or the yeah, men have actually been on uh, cable a lot. Oh, interesting. Okay. So yeah. you can you can at least watch your games on the internet. Yeah. One way or the other, yeah. Yeah. So that, 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 that's something. Like I'm glad. Fox Sports Network or, you know, some of those other ones. We have YouTube TV, so all of those are on there. ESPN sometimes, right. you know. Mountain uh, State CBS, Conference. Sports. Streaming. I don't know. Well, the so the Mountain West Conference streaming West. is is not usually very good. It's it's very user unfriendly. And sometimes huh. the stream is stable and good. And sometimes you're like, wow, they they're on like dial up over there <laughs> or something weird. Know. It's just, well, it depends on where it is. And I don't know. I mean, I know it's just the Mountain West conference, but come on. I mean, Mountain West is rife with IT people. So just like every oh, other yeah. school system. So well, just they've got some big teams. I mean, you know, San yeah. Diego State and Utah State and even UNLV have all been rivalries. And, you know, San Diego State and Utah State. Well, they would have been in the uh, NCAA tournament last year, but it didn't play. Yeah. So, you know, there are teams that are doing well and are in these, the top seeds across the nation and stuff. And so anyway, it's, it's good. Are they going to have a, are they going to have a truncated tournament this year at NCAA tournament? I haven't heard much yet. And everything started really late this year too. I think basketball started, I think it was December this year and it usually starts at the end of October. Right. Volleyball hasn't even played. And yet, but they're going to get their season, I think, starting in a couple weeks. So they mm. just postponed the season, which is good. I mean, I'm glad they're still getting it. Here's the other thing that I think is cool. Even if you don't like sports, I think this is good, right? They've got eligibility in college. So you have four years of eligibility. Sometimes they'll have students, what they call red shirt, which means you are on the team. You're going to school, but you're not actually playing that year. And so that right. you're not taking up a year of your eligibility. But you're still going to school, right? You still have your scholarship. A lot of times, too, what they'll do is they'll have, especially in the women's team, I don't see this much in the men's team, but they'll have women come back and do a graduate program and play their fourth year of eligibility as a graduate student, which I think is cool. So this year, across across the entire NCAA, they're not using anyone's years of eligibility this year. They decided to waive that to say, okay, you know what? Free year, play, whatever. Get your schooling. The problem is now the women would probably come back get a graduate degree, play. For, I mean, who knows though? They may not. They may be like, you know what? I'm going to move on with my life and not come back anyway, which the seniors that is. So sure. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I think it's cool. They're doing that as a, you know, cause they, it's not a full year. Of course. And did they, did they also do the same waiver last year? I hope. No, they because really the seasons finished last year. Oh, before the, yeah. before it really hit. Okay. Yep. Well, good. I know there's some weird stuff and I know people are like, dude, how are those players? I mean, there's 10 players on the court, no masks. They're touching each other. They're breathing on each other. They're sweating on each other. I mean, they're just exposing each other, which, yeah, I mean, there's risk going on right there. Yeah, that is. It it is what it is. But I mean, it's it's that balance that everyone in all aspects of life is having to develop that balance between living our lives and staying safe. And yeah. We all kind of kind of oscillate around that balance line. So I, I understand. We'll just have to hope that if any of them get sick, they won't get too sick. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I think the NCAA is doing a pretty good job with it. But I'll tell you what, as a fan, it is nice for those of us who like to watch basketball or any sports for that matter. It does bring a sense of normalcy yes. in some way or another. And it's nice. Right. I appreciate that. So I'm yeah. enjoying that. But you, dude, you're working out on your treadmill. Dude, it's here. It's ready. So yeah, I I've been working out on my treadmill for a couple of weeks now working out. I've been walking, you know, briskly on my treadmill for a couple of weeks now. And I got Steve a standing desk. Nice. And last weekend I walked nine miles while I played world of Warcraft. Awesome. Dude. That's I mean, I, I walked nine miles while I played a game. It was so amazing. Hey, if any of you out there have the opportunity, have the extra money to buy a good under desk treadmill. You don't want to just sit around gaming on the weekends or whatever. I highly recommend it. it. As long as you don't have to play anything that requires precision aiming or clicking, precision aiming or clicking, uh, it works really well. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm walking around 20 miles a week now or 30 miles a week now. It's great. So how does this work though if you do need to sit? Are you standing all the time though or do you ever sit at your desk? 
No, I sit. So I, I right now I'm sitting. I actually have one of those kneeling chairs. Remember they were really big in the 90s? Oh, yeah. They're supposedly good for your lower back. So I'm sitting on one of those right now while okay. I record. But I mean, how does um, but, this work? Like, are you sitting on top of the treadmill or, or does it fold up? Or I'm oh, trying to figure out like how this I'm works. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, I have to move the treadmill out of the way when okay. I'm done with it. So in the morning, every morning at work, I put it under the desk, walk four miles. It takes about a couple hours. And then I roll it out off to the side in the room. Yeah. So I have to roll it around a lot. Is it, and it's heavy. Is it heavy? It's like a okay. hundred, yeah. it's like a hundred pounds. So I have to lift, remember to lift with my back yeah. when I lift it up. And <laughs> yeah. But so far, so good. So far, so <laughs> Lift good. with your back. Dude, yeah. there was an amazing episode of- Lift with my legs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but so there was- I a, mean lift with my legs. One of my favorite TV shows was called The Regular Show, and it was an animated show, but it was it was not a kid's show, but it wasn't like inappropriate adult show either. It was just, uh, the kids would not understand it. Kids could watch it, but they didn't get it. It was really uh, aimed at adults, and it was totally nerdy. If anybody's ever seen it, there were 11-minute episodes, and that was it, and it was- the, the main characters, one was a raccoon and one was a, a, a bird of some kind, like a blue jay, I think is what it was. It was the weirdest thing, but they talked and they were totally nerdy. But there was this one episode and it was called Lift With Your Back. And <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole episode. So like Rigby, the, the talking, you know, raccoon and everything. He goes to work for this moving company because he needed an extra job. <laughs> and he's he's starting to lift with his legs and the boss is like what do you think you're doing and he's like what i'm lifting with my legs no not here you lift with your back here and he's like isn't oh, that terrible God. no well, anyway throughout the episode he's lifting with his back you know and it's like you hear all this cracking and all this like he's, he's getting hurt <laughs> by the end of the episode though he has like you know 10 pack of back muscles <laughs> oh <laughs> that's the, funny this is the most ridiculous thing ever and you know it was funny lift with your back no, company. I, I obviously totally meant to say lift with my legs <laughs> It's and like, I'm really so careful too, because I, I I I could totally easily throw my back out. Oh my yeah. And so yeah, I just I you know I squat and then I lift up with my legs. I'm really careful. So you. anyway, it's an amazing lifestyle changer to have a treadmill. That's so cool. That you can use while you game and work. It's great. I need to figure out a better way for my under the desk bike because you know when you've got when you're actually biking, the pedals are up a little bit. Thankfully, they're pretty low to the ground, which is nice. But they're up a little bit. That you know, of course, if you don't raise your, your desk knees. up, your knees are going to hit the desk. Yeah. So I can do that, which is no problem. And of course, it's no big deal looking up and everything at the monitor. The problem is reaching the keyboard and the mouse on top of the desk. You're like, looks like you, yes. know, you know those like Harley's. You're, you're up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like a, you a get, chopper. Yeah. Where you get your handlebars and you're like holding them straight up. Your hands are up, you know? Yeah. Whose chopper is this? Zed's mm, dead, baby. Anyway, so that's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's. For my mouse on my keyboard, my hands are up like, you know, six feet in the air. That's what I'm saying. So I'm trying Weird. to. Weird. I'm surprised they're up that far. I, well, I not expect that to be far. up a little you, further. You know but, I mean, it's, it's a couple yeah. feet up, but it's not ergonomic at all. And so I'm trying to yeah. figure out what can I do to bring the mouse and the keyboard down to level, but again, not hit it with my knees. So I don't I know. See. Maybe there's yeah. no way to really do it. It works really well for gaming. Again, if I'm not doing precision gaming, but if I'm doing some point and click kind of stuff, it is really hard when you're editing and producing podcasts. So I haven't figured out how to get there, but yeah, you know, I could be doing it while we were talking, but then I might start, you know, getting a little winded. Okay. Cause you know, I, I work out. And, yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, maybe I should what are we know, I'm raise my, yeah. Woo! well, anyway, I'm so glad you got that thing working, dude. That is exciting. Yeah, very, you know what else for those of you who have been saying, Hey, where's caffeinatrix? She hasn't been on in a few months. Yeah. I know you have been captain. I yeah. caught up with her this week. Got chance. Sweet. I mean, we've we caught up a little bit over text, but then got on Discord video, and I haven't seen her with COVID yeah. and everything since. I, w- I was realizing this November of 2019. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, is she back in Savannah now? I mean, no, we, we talked to her on the show a couple times a few months ago. So back in Colorado, and they've postponed okay. in person school for them until March or something, depending on what happens. I see. So as of right now, she's doing school from Colorado. But yeah, I mean, so we, we talked over video, which was nice to see her and everything. But anyway, she's going to come back on the show. She'll catch us up soon. Sounds like things Great. are going nice and well, which is cool. And also, so it's funny, we were talking about a little bit on social media. Last week, we had that social dilemma discussion. And then yeah. Ben had said, you know, hey, I'm going to suggest deleting your Facebook app off your phone. And I said, you know what? I can do that. I don't, I don't need that on my phone. I can go onto the web page and do that if I want. So I did. So all I have right now really is Messenger, it's which messenger, is good. Yeah. And then, I mean, I have Voxer on there, but that's not social media. It's social, which is nice. So really, it's like, all right, I'll check in on Facebook probably once a week <laughs> just to see if anybody said anything. 
but other than that it's like you know what if you want to get in touch with me please please send me a message on messenger or text me if you already have my number voxer me if you have that or discord me one way or the other do it he'll eat it up he loves that stuff dude i will totally connect with you that way but i just i need to get away from the media side of the social side of things and honestly this week that i've done that i feel better already a lot better so good job ben great Great good step forward yeah yeah thank you ben another thing we talked about the how you know can people change and how quickly can they change last week as well right i got a chance to talk with chris he was going to send in that comment last week he had some just fascinating detail he shared with me when we were chatting here's the psychology behind how people change and anyway it's really cool and unfortunately i cannot even come close to trying to repeat it (laughs) because i was like recorded it this is i know that would have been amazing but i'm like this is cool and i will never be able to repeat that but that was awesome so it was really really gist of it though or is there no gist well it was what we already talked about it's just he went into more detail about you know the the psyche and the science behind it which was really neat though but it was just cool you know if you ever get a chance and you ever have that desire to nerd out about it more there's there's so much literature out there about that and it's really cool but we also chatted about another thing and this is a question that i have and have had for a while and I mean, we've never really talked about this on the show, but I know we all think this quite well, probably many of us think this question. Why people who choose to do dumb things or maybe they're doing bad or hurtful things. I'm, by the way, I'm saying they're choosing these actions. I'm not saying they're necessarily bad people. Right. So I'm saying people in general choose to do dumb things, bad things, hurtful things, etc. can still find success. Their life is blessed. They have abundance, whatever, right? Fill in the blank. Sure. I've had that question for a while. Hmm. And then there's a lot of other people who they do amazing things. They're great. You know, they're it's like, man, that's the kind of person we need to model ourselves after. And they struggle. Why are they struggling? You know, they have something amazing to share. I say that about people's music and art too. like, wow, Hmm. you are really good. Why are you not successful? I hear that about podcasts too. You know, I've been asking that question. I know some of that's partly a business question. Well, part of that was just more of a, I'm just going to ask this question and see, but he had some really, really cool things to say about that as well. But one of the things he said was, do they actually have blessings, abundance and success on all areas of their life? Or is it just the parts that we see? Yeah. Which was a great question, right? So you think, oh my gosh, this person's business is amazing. This person, you know, has a podcast with millions of listeners or this, this movie actor is super famous and oh my gosh, they're so incredible. You were talking about Jackie Chan. What an amazing, successful guy. Well, what if you sat down with him and found out he's depressed and lonely? And I mean, you know, who knows? Robin Williams. Oh my gosh. Nobody, nobody saw that coming of all the people who would take their lives. None of us, none of the general public or his fans saw that coming. His family might have, I don't know, but, but it's the same thing. I was watching an episode of comedians and cars getting coffee. The Jerry Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. He was, he was talking with, oh my gosh, I don't know the guy's name off the top of my head. But anyway, it was a really fascinating episode and the comedian he was talking to was saying, you know, the thing that the general public really doesn't understand is that comedians are depressed, hurting, angry people. <laughs> and, and I course, saw that. I don't remember who it is either, oh, yeah, but I yeah. did see that episode. Okay. It was and, in the first couple seasons. Yeah. And Jerry's laughing, you know, he's like, yeah, it's true. And he goes, the thing is, is we just take, we make light of the pain that we, we experience and I mean, granted, that was probably a little bit of an over-exaggeration, but not much. I mean, you got to think about yeah. it. It's like, you know, the artist mindset, yeah. I think, has a hard time with things in general. And of course, you know, we're, anyway, so it's what it is. But that really gave me an interesting perspective to say that every single person on this planet has blessings and abundance and success in certain areas of their lives. And then they also have struggles in certain areas of their lives. We just usually only show what we want people to see, Right. Right. That's the social media thing. And going back to that conversation with Caffeinatrix, she was telling me how much she's starting to, I guess, use caution for lack of a better term with social media because of how much of a face people are putting on. And she's like, I don't really know (laughs) who people are in that particular situation because it's all about look how successful I am. Look how amazing I am. Look how beautiful I look, you know, but what we don't see is how lonely people are, how unsuccessful they are in other areas or, you know, maybe there's a certain relationship in their life is a disaster. Exactly. Yeah. So it's part of that reminder. I'm assuming I'm not the only one here. We need to and we get to compare ourselves only to the person that we each are capable of becoming and no one else. We need to stop comparing ourselves and we do it. And a lot. I mean, some people don't. Some people are like, I don't compare myself. 
and that's fine. Well, we, we can't help it. It's an instinct. It's a human instinct. Uh, it's a social instinct to compare ourselves with others. Yeah. That's a really beautiful thing you just said to actually practice it. I can see that being a challenge for most people. I've tried it and it's really hard because I go, okay, who am I capable of becoming? And then I go like, but this person over here, but that's, that's why I got off Instagram because I would yeah. inevitably get on Instagram and I would inevitably compare myself, whether it was consciously or subconsciously. And I would get down on myself afterwards. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Facebook. I was doing the same thing. And then I was just getting angry because of what was going on recently. So that right. I was just like, okay, <laughs> if I just don't look at that stuff, will I be a happier person? And the answer is yes, absolutely so far. Well, good. I'm glad it's starting. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're starting to get to wrap your head around and get a handle on how to do that. I, I, yeah, it's, hard. it's never even occurred to me to do something like that. So yeah, I'll, I'll have to think about that. Compare yourself to the person you're capable of becoming just in case somebody's like, what does that mean? It means that you're not changing who you are. You're not trying to be someone else because this person. So for example, when I was, you know, getting started in the world of podcasting and entrepreneurship, there would be all of these things out there about, you know, Hey, come join our course and we'll teach you how to make six figures a year, seven figures a year and stuff. And these are legitimate business coaches, by the way. In fact, one of them was on the show. Love him. He's a good friend. So these aren't scams. These are real people. But one of the things that I learned over the years, of course, the hard way was that, of course, not everyone is the same and not everyone is the same personality. And a lot of what these people would teach. And again, I didn't realize this until later. They would teach what worked for them, their personality, their everything. And it did work. So if you were that person and that type of personality, which there's a lot of people like that, and you followed what they taught you, you would succeed very likely because of that. For the rest of us who weren't like them or, or, you know, their personality and that kind of thing, we either had to change ourselves or it probably wasn't going to work the same for us and we might not see the level of success they saw. Yeah, that makes total sense. So if you're comparing yourself and you're, you know, if you're comparing yourself to the person you're capable of becoming, you don't change who you are. You are who you are. You embrace that. But you look at what's the best version of myself that I can see. You know, the best version of myself is not getting angry at other people. It's not disrespecting others. It's not road raging. It's not, you know, having a bad attitude or or saying, oh, I'll never make it in life or talking bad things about myself, even if it's subconscious so that you manifest them into reality. You know, it's not that. That's an important distinction because when I think my immediate thought about comparing myself to my best self, I might or an average person might think, okay, well, I know I'm capable of doing this, this and this but I haven't got the motivation to do it. So you still are spinning your wheels because you're, even though you're comparing yourself to what your potential is, you still don't know how to realize that potential. That seems like the trick to me. I mean, I, it's a, it's a good start, you know, obviously not, not to compare yourself to others because they might be, you know, fundamentally different Mm -hmm. mentally than you are. But a lot of us know what, what our potential is. Yeah. Most of us who know what our potential is, yeah, most of us who know what that potential is aren't fully realizing it in in a lot of ways, probably. Sure. Yeah. And so how do you stop spinning your wheels? And maybe Chris can help with this. I mean, maybe he can send us some kind of bite because I bet he might have a good opinion about this. How does your average person not spin their wheels when comparing themselves to their own potential? True. So... I'm no expert on this one, but one of the things is, is to not get down on the fact that, okay, well I'm here right now, but I could be here and that depresses me. Like it's not about that. Right. It's about the journey. Right. I, I think the journey is the most important thing. And then to be content with where you're at at every single moment, but it's like, okay, the idea of competing with yourself. So when you're in a sports game, if there's somebody better than you, you know, we were just talking about basketball, you're defending them and they're just driving on you constantly. They're scoring on you and you just, you can't keep up with them. Well, why? Well, I'm not as in shape as that person is. I can't shoot as well as that person can. Whatever, right? There's all, you start listing those things out and then you go, okay, well, what do I need to work on? So if you start looking at, well, this is the potential I could be. Well, how do I get there? And if you say, well, I'm not motivated. Well, then I think the question needs to be is, well, why are you not motivated? Is that because right. you're content and you don't need to go to that place? Or do you need to work on learning how to motivate yourself? You know, I don't know, but true. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know the answer to that. That's, that's kind of the question, but that, that does bring up an interesting idea though, because with Ben mentioning that, Hey, 2021 is the year to thrive. I love that. I've talked about having a, a fulfilled life, learning how to live a fulfilled life. You know, the real Brian show, we're real. We encourage, mm-hmm. we nerd out. We have a good time here. But there is an aspect to saying, well, what if we could find some people to jump on the show with us and help teach us to learn how to thrive and live a fulfilled life 
and to yeah. compete with the person we're capable of becoming. Yeah, I like it. All right. We'll do that. I'm, I'm going to start looking for people who can do that. And there are tons. And the cool part is, is that we can draw from people in all kinds of different fields, you know, fields of psychology, fields of business, fields of just motivation and encouragement, positive thought, healthy thought, all that good stuff. I mean, there's all kinds of yeah. things we could do that I think would really help us to move forward. And I mean, Hey, I think it would be amazing. I want to learn that stuff. So I guess the question is, is does this excite the rest of you? Yeah. Okay. Does it excite you? Is that, our, que- is that our question of the week? Yes. Does this idea <laughs> excite you? Would you like me to bring people on to help us to learn how to thrive and live a fulfilled life? Speaking personally, of course, I'd be excited for that. If you can land guests that have you know solid ideas in that regard, especially with regards to living up to your own potential rather than living up to someone else's potential yeah, or, or example, bring it on, man. Oh, Who I doesn't will. want to hear that? Of course. All right. I'll do that. And with that topic in mind, with that motivation, like it would almost be the topic of the year. And of course, every single person is going to have different angles and different perspectives as far as like how that's going to encourage us and all that. That yeah. might be like kind of our, our mission for the year instead of just saying, well, let's just have one person talk about it and move on to something else. And by the way, that's not going to take up every episode. I'm talking about bonus episodes with this kind of stuff. So sure. Yeah. We'll yeah. see what we can come up with. I love it. All right, cool, man. Well, that's, um, that's the encouragement for me, but you need to encourage us. Oh my gosh. You have an amazing origin. Please tell us about <laughs> encourage. This. Yeah, but it's more, it's more of an interest. So this, this, so is, this, a nerd is, this is funny. This is a little bit different origin. It's not the origin of a phrase. It's something that I've wondered most of my life. Why do some older people call lunch dinner and dinner (laughs) supper? I've wondered that too. (laughs) I grew up in my family, my parents and my grandparents called dinner supper. They are of German origin. And I didn't find out until later in life that when I'd say, hey, you want to do something after supper? And they'd look at me funny. It's like, (laughs) what? Why'd you call it supper? Oh, I'm sorry. Dinner. Yeah. (laughs) That kind of thing. And, I, and I've never really looked it up. So I finally looked it up for the show. And this is all according to the website, The Daily Meal. And I looked at other sources to sync it up. When you were growing up, your parents or grandparents may have referred to lunch as dinner and dinner as supper. This can be confusing for young, younger generations who use dinner as a blanket term for all evening meals. Mm-hmm. But the word doesn't actually refer to a specific time. It just means that it's the main or biggest meal of the day. Now, up until the start of the 20th century... The main meal, this is where it gets interesting, was what we now refer to as lunch. In other words, 19th century and before, the main meal that people ate was at lunch, what we call lunch, which was formerly called dinner because that was when Americans ate the most, Americans specifically on this article, when Americans ate the largest meal featuring multiple courses, grand portion sizes, or both. Interesting. Yeah. The evening meal was called supper, which was much lighter and more informal. Instead of cooking more food, people traditionally just ate soup or leftovers from dinner. Okay. So now the meanings for both words have shifted over time. Dinner ultimately comes from a Latin word with the same literal meaning, oddly, as breakfast. Hmm. It was, after all, the first substantial meal of the day. While supper stems from a Germanic word that literally meant something like sip soup, quote unquote, and is related to both of those words Hmm. as well. But midday dinner and evening supper were the most prevalent terms, midday dinner and evening supper, were the most prevalent terms in agricultural communities during the 18th and 19th centuries. Farmers would fill up on dinner around noon and to carry them through work. Hmm. But that all started to change when people began working away from the farm and weren't able to return home to eat in the middle of the day. Supper became dinner because evenings became the only time working class families were able to gather for a meal. Interesting. That's the origin. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. And now we just take it for granted. Yeah. Well, I've heard it, you know, both ways my whole life. I grew up with, with dinner, you know, it was basically breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I have friends who basically have grown up with breakfast, lunch, and supper. Right. Me too. Yeah. To be fair, my grandparents on my dad's side used to call lunch dinner once Mm -hmm. in a while. Yeah. I never did that. I just, I grew up calling lunch, lunch. So it's just the supper thing. So now I know where that came from. That is so cool. You know, oh, and I want to throw a bonus origin in there. Oh, yes, please. Mind. So Bentastic had asked me what the difference between a coat and a jacket is. Oh, yes, thank you. And is, is he the only one that interchanges them? Well, I, 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 my expert research has revealed that a coat is typically hip length or longer, and a jacket is typically hip length or shorter. It's a matter of length only. 
So, oh my gosh. Well, there you go. Yeah. So I, cause I use them interchangeably all the time. You know, do you have a coat? Yeah. Do you have a jacket? I always do it. I don't think about right. it, but that's interesting. So hip length or longer is a coat and, and hip a jacket or shorter. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's hip length, you can kind of interchange them. I think that said, if the jacket or coat ends around your hips, you can call it one or the other based on how heavy it is. Okay. So if you look at some of the traditional pea coat, you know, something that, or like a trench coat or a overcoat, you know, you think about that because those are longer. They're more formal. Most jackets in general are lighter. Yeah. They're lighter. They're shorter. That actually makes perfect sense now that I'm thinking about it. So then there's parkas and technically those would be considered coats because most parkas are longer. They go down, you know, around your legs. So interesting. I yeah. like it. Dude, that's good so to there know. There you go. There you go, right. Ben. So now we can be accurate in our vocabulary. If you're so inclined. Yes. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So this is exciting. We, okay. I don't know about you, but you know, since Star Trek Discovery and the Mandalorian, it's like they're done. I need to find some new shows to watch. And so I've been yep. kind of just jumping around and experimenting with various shows to find out which ones I'm going to enjoy. Well, of course, everybody knows that I like Cobra Kai and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Season three is out. You know, we'll talk about that. But one show that I found that it's an older show. Well, it's not old, but I think it ran from 2009 to 2015. So older was The Mentalist and it's on Amazon Prime and I'd never seen it. I mean, I knew about it, heard about it, never watched it. It's totally like Monk and or Psych that total, you know, the whole genre, but it's got its own personality and everything really good so far. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's intelligent. Um, I know Miss Ice said it was one of her favorite shows. She was telling yeah. me, she's like, oh my gosh, I've watched it, I don't know, three or four times or whatever. But yeah, it's really, really good. So uh, if, if you know, if you're looking for something to check out, that's kind of a, a monk psychish style. It's it's good. And then, of course, The Rookie is back. Oh my gosh, I love The Rookie. That is a that is a fantastic show. Season three just started a couple weeks ago now. It started off with a bang. It's great. It's awesome. And what's interesting is Brandon Routh showed up who played, you know, Adam on Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow and all that oh. and also played Superman and Superman Returns. And I was just kind of like, oh. oh my gosh, what 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 the heck? Like he just kind of came out of nowhere. So, and he left Legends of Tomorrow, which was so sad. I love him. I actually got to interview him at Heroes and Villains once and what a oh, cool sweet. cool guy in real life. So, nice. yeah, that was cool to see him. He's a very different character in this and I like it. It's it's So he's in the rookie. Okay. Yeah. Right. Anyway, such a great show. And then another show that I know a lot of people are excited about. It's on Disney and it's WandaVision. First of all, Wanda Maximoff, <laughs> i.e. the Scarlet Witch. And then oh. Vision, you know, Vision, Paul, Paul Bettany. Yeah. They have a show now? Well, I knew they were going to do something. They talked about doing a bunch of different shows for all of the various characters to kind of split off some stories. And I had heard about this show called WandaVision that was coming. And I thought, okay, cool. Wasn't watching any previews. It was just like, cool. I, I love Scarlet Witch and I love Vision. They were awesome, you know, in the Avengers movies. Let's see what happens. And of course, same actors and everything. I start the show and I'm literally like, I've got this, this contorted puzzled look on my face. And this is what, this is my reaction. I can see it. This is my reaction. I don't know where I am. I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, this room is getting small. And I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> I didn't know where I was. I, wow. So it is bizarre. Because the show starts off and it's a 50s slash 60s. I love Lucy style sitcom. Really? It's interesting. Four, three aspect ratio. It's black and white laugh track in the background. It is a hundred percent. I love Lucy style sitcom. They're acting like it. And I'm just like, keep watching it. I think something's going to change. No, I know. I know that. So, but I'm like, what the crap's going on? (laughs) So on one hand, I'm, I'm sitting here scratching my head going, um, and on the other hand, I'm like, this is actually really fun though, because they really redid the 50s, 60s. I love Lucy style sitcom perfectly. I mean, the acting is really good. Everything's on point with it. And so I'm like, this is hilarious at the very end though. There's this little super short teaser scene. I mean, super, we're talking like seconds and you're like, okay, something, something sinister is going on. I don't know what. We don't know. So mm. I've only watched episode one. Episode two is already out. So I just need to watch that. And then three, that's, I think three is out now. So that's really risky of them to throw everyone who wants to watch that into that kind of confusion because surely everyone who watched it was like, what's going on? Just like you. Yeah. I mean, they had to be. Yes. And also I think it's brilliant because it's certainly not predictable. It's not cookie right. cutter and no one's done anything. Well, people have done stuff like this, but Let's just put it yeah, this way. It shocks you 
And so that's a good thing. So in one hand, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. But on the other hand, I'm like, okay, I'm, you've got me hooked because I know what Scarlet Witch envisioned, you know, through Avengers and everything else. Like, I, I know what that really is. Right. So this isn't just like they're doing mm-hmm. like the, the flash musical or something like that just because <laughs> which they did. Oh my God. Right. They, hey, Buffy not, had a musical episode. I know. Too, so. I know. So they're not doing <laughs> I, it. It's not bad. I mean, psych did it too. It's not like that. It is actually, you, you can tell it's part of a greater story. So I'm, I'm excited to see where mm-hmm. it goes, but loving it. So there you go. And then Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, dude. So I finished season three of Cobra Kai with a giant grin on my face. We aren't going to give any, we're not going to spoiler it. We're not going to review yeah. it really. Just we're we going to, we're going to give it. Yeah. We're going to give you our thoughts on it. And I have to say it was a lot of fun with a lot of reminiscence. Yeah. Uh, I would say nostalgia. There are, I mean, there are of course some campy parts. I mean, it's, it's Cobra Kai, but, yep. but it's all part and parcel for the series. And I usually, like I said, just had a big smile on, on my face while I watched that show. Oh, yeah. And I have to say, this isn't spoiling anything, oh. but my Eagle Fang karate oh. t-shirt is in the mail. Are you dude. serious? I have it coming. Oh yep. my gosh. That's so awesome, dude. Yep. If you like Cobra Kai and you haven't seen it yet, just that's all I'm going to say. Okay. So <laughs> like captain just said here, you're right. We, we, cannot review this show because it will spoil so many things and so i don't i don't want to maybe maybe we should do like an actual spoiler i don't know whether we do an extra spoiler episode or something later but i don't want to do it today because for those of you who have not finished yet i haven't even finished yet if you've seen the original karate kid at least let's just say karate kids one and two yeah i don't think they're doing much with three at all but not at all a little bit but karate kids one and two if you've seen those enough to remember them. If you haven't go back and watch them so that you can remember them. But the stuff they did in this season so far, and I'm pretty sure they'll do more. Let's just say that not only was it beautiful for new viewers, you know, never seen the karate kid movies, maybe, you know, the, the current generation and all that young generation watching it for the first time, that kind of thing. It's beautiful for that. But for those of us who grew up with the karate kid, it is some of the most, emotional stuff I've seen in a long time. They did such a good job with it. And it's just so satisfying. Honestly, oh my gosh. it really is. Yeah. And you know, when, when we were talking about the spoiler parts with the Mandalorian and, and the characters they brought back for the Mandalorian, that was yeah. really exciting for me, but this like infinitely more exciting Yeah, for whatever reason. And it's, I think it's because I didn't expect it. It's like with, with the Mandalorian, it's like, well, they have to go this route. So I knew that that was coming versus this it's just like wow that surprised me and oh my gosh and there was one character that came in and i'm not going to say anything either but you're just like that person looks very familiar and i'm like no way no way oh my gosh and then they showed like where that person was in one of the movies and i'm like oh my gosh that is so cool so anyway they did such a great job before i forget i want to shout out to kyle the ghost he does art he was talking about how he was nerding out on some art lately and he sent me this uh digital drawing you know i remember we had brian Brian C. Rollon a couple of years ago, and he did a lot of the the artwork that I have, the superhero artwork and stuff. Oh yes, yes, and absolutely. It's, yeah, it's on, actual, your, on your walls. Yeah, exactly. In this, in the Never Ending Studio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he did uh, Firefly, the superhero stuff, Harry Potter, all that. So it's all digital. There's various programs that you can use, and you actually still you draw on your iPad or whatever tablet you're using right. with the actual pencil and stuff like that. Anyway, so he found a program he's been using, and he sent me a copy of some artwork that he did of Hawk. Oh, neat. And it is, I mean, when I saw it, I was like, Oh my gosh, you captured his likeness perfectly. And I know exactly what scene that's from. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, it was so good. So I had no idea how good of an artist he was beautiful, but I loved it too. It's just, it's a really, really cool rendition of Hawk. So I need to get an Eagle Fang. Yes, please. I need to get an Eagle Fang karate t-shirt too, because I have my Cobra Kai t-shirt already oh really i don't have that yet see i i just the eagle fang thing was so funny i had to get it so well it's so funny because you know when (laughs) cobra kai came out in 2018 and i bought my my cobra kai t-shirt in 2018 Uh i still have it and i've worn it a lot and everything i need to get a miyagi do t-shirt though that would be kind of cool yeah i I should have all three we should get the triumvirate we should yeah that would be neat cobra kai came out in 2018 if you can believe that it's it's technically been three years now because it came out about three years ago you know, of course I got that and it was on YouTube originals and no one knew about this. I remember watching right. it and going like, oh my gosh, it's Cobra Kai. It's Karate Kid. And people are like, what's that? Mm-hmm. Every single person I talked to had, had never heard of Cobra Kai. They did not see it. I was the only person watching it. I remember if I go back, you know, three years in our episodes, I was raving about it on the show. Yeah. 
And I kept saying, yeah, I don't have YouTube TV and um, maybe I'll see it eventually when it comes to Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know. And it was so funny because I'm like, well, I'm glad I watched it. And then the second season came same kind of thing. It's like maybe a couple more people that I talked to found it and watched it. But still, it was just it was never a big show. It was kind of right. this little indie project they were working on. And I mean, I'm just raving about it. I'm like, this is so amazing. People need to watch it. And of course, nobody's watching it. Well, then finally, Netflix picked it up. And that show, this is the power of Netflix. And it amazes me. That show went from a handful of people and me raving about it to everybody in the entire world. It seems like not really, but yeah, number one in the U S yeah, everybody was talking about it, raving about it, watching it, binging it and saying, this is one of the best shows they've seen. Oh my gosh. It exploded everywhere. That's the power of Netflix. Unbelievable. And then of course, you know, here we are with season three and, Fantastic. I think season three so far in some, well, some of the episodes hands down best episodes of the series so far in season three and some of them are good, you know, but on par with one and two. Yeah, but it's not worse. That's what's amazing. No, not at all. No, it's, it's, it's a, and, and for sure there's a season four coming out. I mean, no doubt. I feel like season four might be the last season. They're setting up season four to be the grand finale season. I could be wrong, but that's just the impression I get. No, it's not sad because four seasons is a good, nice round. You know, it's a nice, it's it's a nice contained series. So yeah. no, and you're right. And what that's, it is. that's what I was going to say is that it's sad for me because I like to continue watching. Right. But you are correct that many shows start to drop off after four seasons. Not all of them, though. I mean, you know, like you look at Star Trek The Next Generation and season sure. five was one of its strongest ever. Yeah. Even Voyager, Voyager. And I mean, all the Star Treks, really, a lot of them got better and better the more they went on. So you never know. Right. You never know. But yep. they're doing it well. They're doing what? 10 episodes a season. They're about 30 to 40 minutes each. So they're they're doing a great job. It's packed with content. It's beautiful. So if you've not, if you have any interest in watching Cobra Kai, I have never heard one person, unless it's just not your genre, which is totally fair. Yeah. But people that have ever seen Karate Kid or have ever had any interest in this type of genre, I've not heard one person that has not liked this show. It's a fun show. I'm yeah. serious. I, I watched the first two movies back in the late 80s so yeah. many times. Oh, me too. So, I mean, I was really addicted to those movies back in the day. And then I, I, then I just kind of forgot about them for 20 years. So, yeah. Yeah. I watched them over and over and over and over and over and over. I mean, of course, I took karate because of that. It was amazing. I wear, I wore out the soundtracks from both, especially <laughs> the Karate Kid 2 soundtrack on cassette tape. I wore that thing out. Peter Cetera playing yeah, well, in your head. There was a lot of other ones though, like the fish for life. <laughs> and you know, some of those other songs are just like, you know, total eighties cheese, just like top That's gun. Funny. Man, it was beautiful. Good times. Now, I just want to mention really quickly the expanse season five. Phenomenal. Oh, That's all beautiful. I'm going to say. Okay, good, good. Yeah. I got to talk about this really, really quickly because you know, you got to rave about it when you were playing it and then I know you finished and then I finally have started to get into it more and more. And that was cyberpunk yeah. 2077. You know, in the beginning when you were talking about it, it's like, you know, I've barely scratched the surface, but right. just recently within the last few weeks, I finally started to play a little more. Oh my gosh, dude, you, I mean, you weren't kidding how amazing that game is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I am. If you have a PC, blown it's away. really worth it. <laughs> oh, well, and I know there's been a lot of bugs and thankfully I've really not experienced any. So PC I know yeah, is pretty stable. And if you have a decent yeah. computer, it's running fine. Right. I know that consoles, it's a nightmare and I would wait if you're on a console I think it's getting better. They've released promises that they're going to they're going to stay on this and keep making it better. Yeah. And they're going to make it so that last gen and next gen consoles can both run it as well as PC. They're just working constantly on fixing the problems. So sure. that's Which good. Which is good. good. And they're doing a great job and honestly, I'm I don't have any ill will towards that team at all. I think they've done a great The game is amazing. It's just absolutely yeah. amazing. But dude, I have had so much fun because I decided to just kind of take my time. I've, you know, you've got your main storyline quests, which are just rich, deep story, really involved, very immersive, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. But I was watching a couple guys play online. Well, not really play. It was more like, what are your thoughts on it? What kind of tips do you have? And they were making some interesting comments about how many of the side quests and not just side quests from main characters. We're talking like complete side quests, right? They were really talking about, you know, do these, these gigs, these side quests. There's rich story with that as well. It's really, it's also as immersive. They're shorter, of course. So I decided I'm going to start doing some of those. And oh my gosh, I've had a really good time. In fact, there was a quest that I found with Johnny Silverhand that you would not know to go find. 
it's not necessarily listed anywhere. You just kind of show up and there it is. And you're just like, wow, oh. and you get to hear about his history in his band as a rocker. I think yeah. I might've done that one. Okay. You, oh, good. So th- yeah. there's a few like that, that you just go, oh my gosh, this is really cool. The fun yeah. part though, that I've had recently is figuring out how to do things in the game that most people would never figure out. So there's a car that they've affectionately dubbed the Batmobile and I got to go find that and it's super fast and amazing, you know, and then, you know, there's a lot of cybernetics involved. And so, you know, you can jump high, you can dodge and slow down time and like kind of fly through the air. There's all kinds of fun things you can do with that. Mm. With that, you get to learn how to basically leap across buildings. And if you leap across buildings, you can get to areas that you can't get to otherwise, which is really interesting. And I also yeah, learned I how that. to make ridiculous amounts of money in a very short amount of time through various <laughs> ways. Cause I mean, I'm like, I'm running out of money all the time. How the heck do I do this? And somebody was saying, well, if you do this, you can, and then there's like a glitch still that I'm sure they'll probably fix in a patch, but I'm trying to glitch it as long as I can exploit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fun. There's so many fun little things that I've had and it's, it's been neat to play the story, but also do things that aren't story. And so it just creates, it, it's probably some of the most variety I've seen in a game either ever or at least in a very long time. Good. Yeah, I'm glad you're liking it. I've set it aside since I beat the game. I beat the main storyline and all the side, the main side quests, the main character side quests, the secondary character side quests. And Mm -hmm. I still cannot wait to pick it up again. It's too soon. Yeah. But every other weekend, I'm like, do I want to play Cyberpunk again? No, I got to wait another few months. So yeah, it's... Well, you could go back and and just play the side quests. You don't even have to go back through the story just again. the gigs and so i could oh, if yeah, i wanted to but, totally because then yeah. it's not anything new and or, i mean it's not anything old you're not repeating yourself but you're doing new stuff and then you can make more money and have fun with that sure you mentioned that this is probably one of the only games you've ever purchased full price and actually it's been worth it and yeah I, I, i'm glad i did <laughs> i have to wholeheartedly agree with that in fact there's a couple of games that i've purchased full price on and most of them have been a complete waste of money and I've learned my lesson. And so I don't usually pay full price for games ever anymore. I wait for at least yeah, 50% off. Sales, yeah. At least, yeah. And this one is worth more than 60. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. There's so and, much gameplay in it. And I hope that they, you know, all the DLC they're going to come out with and stuff, it's going to get bigger. So, yeah. One other quick thing I'm going to mention is that I am late to the game on this one, but you and I were talking about Final Fantasy VII, the remake. And I know that that came out oh, over yeah. a year ago and people were raving about that. And I just never played it, but you were saying, you know, you were wanting to play it, but you don't have a PS4 and stuff. And I'm like, how about this? How about I buy the game? And then it was on a 50% off sale once again. So I was willing to pay that price. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what if I just, you know, stream it for you guys to watch you and uh, Johnny pistol shot. And yeah. it's been really, really fun. I mean, I'm, I'm the one playing and stuff, but we're kind of all involved together in the game and I've had a good time with it. I think it's amazing. I've never played any of the final fantasy games though. So I don't have anything to compare it to, but it is fun. The story's good. The characters are fun. We're barely, barely in it just because we're only doing oh, it like once a week right now. So, but how are you enjoying it from the viewer perspective? I'm impressed at how much it's close to direct interpretation of the original game, which was groundbreaking at the time. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's fun. Johnny and I are having fun watching, seeing how all the, all the similarities, except with far and beyond updated graphics and character models and all that stuff and and even game style that's what's been the most fun for me nice and it is an amazing remake because i saw you know some gameplay from the original game and this is like wow they i mean they redid this completely it was amazing all right so i have three new songs to share with you we got to continue growing the trbs 2021 spotify mix because you know what everybody needs some new music I've got a little bit of a throwback here. Uh, It's not an actual throwback song, but it's a throwback band that I'm pretty sure you know of. You remember the Pet Shop Boys from the 80s? I love the Pet Shop Boys. Are they doing new stuff? Yeah. So out of the blue, I get this like Pet Shop Boys brand new. I'm like, what? It's good. I mean, does it it still sound like Pet Shop Boys? It totally does. It actually sounds a lot like them. Oh, it's even it's totally their style. It's called Will O' the Wisp. Okay, I'll check so, it out, dude. dude I, I'm curious to hear what you think of it. I mean, of course, it's not the original stuff, but you know, there's a lot not. of artists that have come back and done new music, and they were, you know, famous in the '70s or the '80s or whatever. And you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, you 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 had your you had your day. You guys were amazing day, then, yeah. and you know, the new stuff isn't bad. This one, though, I'm like, okay, wow, this is good. I like it. Sweet, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Artist by the name of Ledger. 
She has a song called My Arms. I found this. It's just gorgeous, man. Beautiful, beautiful ballad. It's so good. I don't know if it's Denmark and winter or Denmark plus winter. It's probably mm-hmm. Denmark and winter. They just have a plus sign in the middle. Right. I'm going to go with Denmark and winter because that's just easier to say. I mentioned they had a song. Uh, they did a just an amazing, amazing, my favorite ever rendition of Auld Lang Syne. I, to this day, have never heard a, a version that good. They also did what is now my favorite version of have yourself a merry little Christmas, which, you know, that's huh. a normal. Usually, you know, when people sing that song, it's traditional and they either do a really, really good rendition of the traditional version or they do a really crappy rendition of it or they change it so much that it doesn't even sound like the song anymore. This is like a it's a traditional song, but it's like their own style. It's almost like a completely different song, but you know, it's still have yourself a merry little Christmas. It's such a good re- remake of it. It's amazing. So sweet, beautiful cover of that. But the song that I was actually going to bring up, which is not a Christmas song, is called Continuum by Denmark and Winter. So, oh my gosh, that song. There is an amazing piano part in it and an amazing cello part in it. And you're just like, oh, and, and her voice. <laughs> Dude, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm putting those in there. CRBS 2021. I can't use the word I was going to say right now. It's beautiful. It's <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Yeah, it's totally like righteous, man. Most triumphant. Well, thank you for joining us today. I hope this was fun. We tried to keep it pop. We we did. We did. We didn't even try. We succeeded keeping it positive. I hope it was encouraging and inspiring. Hope you got to nerd out with us. Don't forget. We talked about this, that yes, you can go to realbrianshow.com slash 265 for the notes, but depending on your podcast app, very likely you can just scroll down, find the show notes in the actual podcast app, All the links are going to be there. So if you want to hear the TRBS 2021 mix and you want to hear what that song by Denmark and winter or the pet shop boys, the ledger, all that you want to hear those songs all there, click on them, do that. And of course we've said this before we are moving the show forward. We absolutely will need your help in some way or another, whether you want to just help us out with creative ideas, implementation ideas, or if you don't have any time, but you're like, you know what? I got some extra cash to spare. Go to patreon.com slash real Brian show. And again, those links are in the show notes, but we really, really are moving forward. Want your partnership. We're doing this together. We can't do it alone. And I'm not just saying that like we literally can't. So if we get that team together, we get to do more. And that's what I'm excited about. So help us out so we can help you out. Help us help you help. us. Anyway, I deep thoughts with Captain Influence. Some days when I'm not having any deep thoughts. I just tell myself to chill out and go shallow for a while, like a whale coming up for air. Do whales ever get embarrassed when they burp through their blowholes? Oh, you know what the music means. Dude, that was, by the way, everyone, that was the hundredth deep thought. Oh my gosh. 100. Oh, congratulations, man. 100 deep thoughts. Thank you. That is so awesome. Going on 200. Yep. Yes. No, we're going on infinite. I love it, man. Thank you for bringing up. (laughs) Oh, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Captain, thank you as well. You guys have an amazing week. The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.